This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. You are listening to The Arenality on RFM. Kia ora everyone, my name is Arina Aiza and thank you for tuning in on RFM for my podcast, The Arenality. So The Arenality is a platform for women with international backgrounds on their cultural identities, belonging and well-being in Aotearoa. In this episode, we have Hagino Baker, a lovely lady who works at Volunteer South, which is uh, one of our neighbours here in the Dunedin Community House. And she is also a yoga instructor and she's from Japan, so perfectly perfect for the Arenality. Kia ora, Hagino. Kia ora. Thank you for being here today. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, how was your day so far? Uh, not too bad. Pretty good. I started off um, actually volunteering to feed the takahes for Orokunui Eco Sanctuary this morning. Oh my god. Bright and early. Oh. Um, I left home around 6.30 and walked up to where the takahes are and basically took a, uh, an hour walk this morning to what, start with. What an amazing way to start the day, yeah. feeding the takahes. <laughs> yeah. I I think when you mentioned takahes, I remember the Air New Zealand um, ad because um, they have those safety ads and one of them was about um, like uh, saving the takahes, bringing them back to home. And mm. yeah, I can imagine mm. you being with them actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a fun thing to volunteer. And you work at Volunteer Stuff. Is that part of your job? No, no. Um, it was actually, I started volunteering for Okunui way before I started working for Volunteer South. I see. Um, just because I love the nature and New Zealand birds. And um, yeah, I, I, it's um, really close to my house. So I just wanted to do something related to nature that I could spend my time with um, doing for, you know, servicing yeah, the birds in New Zealand. So, yeah. yeah, and and you do have a connection to forests, and you're also mm. a forest therapy guide, right? Yes. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that later. But first, we're gonna talk about um, your journey, like from Japan to New Zealand, because that's um, the Arenality is about like cultural identities, navigating through like um, life journeys, mm. and, like coming to New Zealand. So I'm interested to know about life in Japan. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, I uh, I was born and raised in Japan. Um, I grew up in Hokkaido, which is the northern island of Japan, and um, I mainly lived with my grandparents. Uh, my family um, had a room upstairs of my um, grandparents' house, and they were fa- farmers. Um, so I grew up on a farm just running around outside. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was, um, always interested in English and foreign culture. Mm -hmm. Um, so that kind of, um, led me to living overseas in the end. But, Mm. um, yeah, I was thinking about it um, this morning that um, in Japan um, when you're in school like in uh, elementary school um, you have to do like a a craft or research 
during school holidays in in summer,、mm. and you can do anything you want,、um, but you have to bring something like accomplishment、oh, when the school、show. starts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And、um, the things I remember I did was like、um, painting different、um, flowers of the. Veg, uh, vegetable flowers,、oh. and that made that as like a research.、Um, I also did like researched on different traditional,、um, traditional clothes of different cultures.、Um, ah. That was one thing, and、um, so and then、uh, another thing was I wrote、uh, like a travel journal when my. Family traveled around Hokkaido,、ah. so like those three things I remember.、Um, that's really connecting to、um, how I lived my life later on. So, yeah, you've yeah. always been interested in learning about cultures, traveling, you know the differences. Yeah,、mm-hmm. and, and the nature. Yes,、yeah. and nature definitely.、Mm. Yeah, and so you came to New Zealand the first time because of a high school exchange program, was yep. it? Yeah. Can you tell us about that? Yeah,、um, my high school was quite into、um, connecting to overseas as well, and、um, like we had a school trip. I, I had a school trip to Vietnam, and you could choose like somewhere from Europe or Mongolia or whatever,、um, and、um, the Also, they had a、um, homestay program for three weeks in New Zealand, and I signed up for it. And、um, that was in North Island.、Mm. Um, you know, when I first came to New Zealand, I didn't speak English.、Oh. Um, I mean, the, the English was compulsory in Japan, so you learn、um, all the writing and reading mainly. Um, but I wasn't very confident in speaking or listening,、mm. um, and I was quite shy.、Um, and so when I came during the high school program, I didn't really have a great experience, to be honest.、Mm. Um, like I was kind of in my room all the time. I didn't really make an effort to connect to my host family and. Quite a culture shock as well. Yeah, it must have been very overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. and because we came as a group,、um, you know, if you go to school, you can just speak Japanese and hang out with your friends. And so I was always looking forward to that during that three weeks, and going back home to my host family, and then I was just kind of like closed off.、Uh. Um, so yeah, I I. Came back thinking like、um, I probably didn't have a,、um, you know, I should have probably made more effort、mm. into、um, connecting with people.、Yeah. Um, so when I went to、uh, my university and met my、um, profet, one of my professors who had a New Zealander wife,、um, he.、Um, Sort of encouraged me to go back to New Zealand、um, to study, and we had a sister school arrangement with the Otago University and my university、um, in Hirosaki, actually, in Japan. And、um, 
yeah, I decided to go for it. And this time I made more effort. I was like determined to stay in the living room, um, talk to the kids and watch the TV together or whatever. And um, I, because I had that experience previously, I, um, I was able to handle the culture shock a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's the reality of being young as well. Mm. You know, you're still looking um, to find yourself, you know, um, during high school. I know how messy it can be (laughs) during those years. Um, But we definitely learn stuff from high school that we still do today. Mm. You know, it definitely changed our lives and it brought us to a lot of lessons of what we should do and shouldn't do. And I'm glad that that was like, a big um, turnaround for you, mm. right? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. And um, what were you studying in university? Anthropology. Oh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you've always known that you were going for anthropology? Um, I guess I, I didn't know um, what I wanted to study when I, I um, joined the university, but... Um, I knew I was interested in different cultures mm. um, and also um, more, I guess, uh, native culture. And um, it just sounded like a good one to study. Like yeah. I didn't really think, I, I didn't have a, anything in mind like career-wise, you yeah. know, um, but I just wanted to learn more about different cultures. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm... I'm quite pleased to hear because I I have quite similar interests as you do as well. Mm -hmm. I took some papers in global studies, Mm -hmm. uh, and they were um, classes on intercultural communication, how to talk to people of different cultures. Um, I didn't take any language classes, though, which I regretted. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I'm uh, trying to learn Korean nowadays. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I I, I agree with you that um, what you learn and university might not end up to be the career that you end up with. Um, quite similar to me, I did psychology and gender studies. Now I'm working at the radio station. Mm-hmm. It's like indirectly, um, you know, um, right. indirectly fits, mm. um, but not directly. Like, mm. mm-hmm. Yeah, do you think that that was the case for you as well? Um, hmm. I guess it, um, the study... Um, just kind of fueled my interest um, for overseas mm. um, and also co- combined with um, studying at Otago University. Um, I really liked New Zealand. Mm. Um, so after I graduated from my uh, university in Japan, I came back here and um, I also met my husband in um, Dunedin as well when mm. I was studying. Um, so when I came back... Um, I started working as a hiking guide and uh, on the route burn track near wow. Queenstown um, because uh, my family really like uh, going to the mountains. So I grew up um, hiking in the mountains in Japan ah. and uh, camping and stuff like that. And um, my husband also took me around the South Island for tramping when I was uh, here for study. Ah. Um so, yeah, when I came back to New Zealand to live, um, that was the first job I did. And that was 
the best job. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah. It's connecting to nature,、mm. which is the things you love, right?、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow.、Um, and let's talk about because、um, we mentioned before, like forest therapy guide.、Right? Mm. Can you tell us more about what that means? Yeah. So, have you heard of forest bathing or shinryaku? No.、Um, it's a Um, practice that's started in 1980s in Japan.、Um, it was actually set up by the government、um, to sort of encourage people to go outside and enjoy the nature more because at that time、um, the stress from work was getting to people,、mm. and、um, also the government wanted to sort of.、Um, uh, Recognize the importance of the the forest in Japan as well. So they made this、um, forest bathing, the the word forest bathing,、um, and、uh, encouraged people to go out and、um, sort of、um, ba- so it's bathing because it's it gives you the feeling of、um, immersing in the environment、ah. of forest. You don't have to, you know, go there to hike and get exercise. You can just be there.、Um, so that was the kind of、um, feeling that they wanted to、um, uh, communicate. Yeah. And forest therapy is、uh, sort of one step further than forest bathing, and、um, they did a lot of studies for、um, what the forest bathing. Does to、um, people's health,、uh, mentally and physically, and be able to、um, give some evidence for like stress relief and、um, lower blood pressure and things like that.、Yeah. Um, so they made it as a kind of therapeutic practice. And in Japan, there's a、um, forest therapist and forest therapy guide. And、um, they also have a forest therapy parks in Japan.、Um, the places can get certified as the forest therapy parks, and、um, the forest therapist would make a program for that location for the particular people, and then、um, the forest therapy guide. Would take that、um, therapy program and guide people in that、um, ah. around the area.、Um, so I took the forest therapy guide certification online while I was in New Zealand, and I was hoping to go to Japan for more intensive training last year, but because <laughs> yeah, well, you couldn't, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't go back.、Um, but um, so I sort of started.、Um, Not sort of sorry. I started、um, a program at Orokuno Eco Sanctuary,、uh. and we ran some、um, forest bathing tours at the Orokuno、um, last no two summers ago.、Uh. Um, and、uh, yeah, I got some people come and、um, enjoy the New Zealand native forest and. Um, bird sounds, and it's a really great place to do it. Yeah. yeah, 
This is so interesting for me to hear because <laughs> it's like you're bringing the Japanese culture because that is a Japanese culture, right? The forest therapy, uh, bathing. Yeah, it's um. I think um, it. I think it was started in Germany actually. Uh, um, but it, this this word shinrin-yoku is from Japan, and uh, now it's um practiced in like Korea and. Uh, other uh, United States and Australia and New Zealand yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. And you brought that to New Zealand mm. forests, right? Because we have such beautiful um, nature here, and you could bring. Um, sorry, what was the Japanese word? Shinning yoku. Shinning yoku. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you brought shinning yoku to uh, New Zealand. I think that's so interesting. Mm. Yeah, it just. Fits all my interests. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and um, I practice yoga as well, so I bring in some of my um, knowledge from the yoga into the tours as well. Ah, because mm. you are a yoga instructor. Yeah. Um. So, do you bring that in the forest? The yoga instructing. Yeah, like we do meditation, breathing, um, and maybe some stretching in the forest as well. Oh, yeah. what were the um, what were the reviews or the things you hear from the people you um, uh, bring to the forest? What did they say about the whole experience? Mm, um, one thing that uh, it was interesting to me was people said you gave me permission to sit still or you gave me permission to just relax and do nothing um, it's a yeah it's an interesting thing that you know you're I think in the modern society you're expected to be productive and busy and you know doing something all the time and um, so people felt like um it was the time for them to stop and just listen to the birds or feel the wind on their faces or, you know, just touch the leaves and enjoy that um, present moment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, people said it was a sort of um, peaceful experience. Yeah, mm. it must be. Mm. And I, I get uh, when they said that, um, it gives you permission to do nothing because usually when you're doing nothing at home, you're actually doing something. You're thinking about other things. You might be scrolling your phone. You might have background noise, maybe like people walking by and that's that's distracting you from doing nothing. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm really interested in that. Yeah, yeah. and the um, nature setting is a really good place to... Detach from all that um, that phone stuff and also, you know, uh, noise like you mentioned yeah. and any busy thoughts. Yeah. Um, and I think forest bathing is it can be done by anyone anytime, um, and it's quite easy to do. But maybe have. For some people, it's kind of like a guided meditation. Some people prefer to be guided. So um, for some people, maybe um, going on that tour um, 
makes you feel more relaxed or they can just follow the instructions and yeah it might make it easier for people to just tune out and um, just enjoy that moment yeah Mm. and I think uh, for me it's good to be guided for the first few times and then when you get the hang of it you can do it yourself yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it's usually like that Mm. interesting and if anyone is interested to take part in this journey of yours how would they sign up um at the moment i'm not offering um tours at the orokone now um Mm -hmm. because it's very cold oh yeah okay Um, it's winter (laughs) and uh, it's a really slow moving um practice so um but maybe in summer um Uh, I'm, if I start doing a tours, um, or they can just um, email me uh, um, at haginoyoga at gmail dot com, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, may, I'm happy to just offer a private session or um, whatever works. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, thank you, Hagino. Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked about. Um, you know your childhood being being in the farm being so close to nature and bringing all that to university doing anthropology and now you as a uh tramping guide tramping guide yeah. yes <laughs> tramping guide now a yoga instructor forest therapy guide i, mm-hmm. I think you're such an amazing person cuz oh. like no cuz you like you know your why in life you know those people who know what they're doing it seems that's, like you're one of those people. That's very interesting because I didn't have any um, directions in my life. Like like you s- asked me um, if I knew I wanted to study anthropology. I, I didn't, I quite, you know, I didn't really know what w- I would be studying in university. But um, one thing was, uh, I guess, that opened my eyes was when I met my husband um, in New Zealand. He, uh, I, I was thinking maybe I would work for an airline um, because grow, growing up in Japan and being tall, um, uh, <laughs> being tall, <laughs> cabin cabin attendant um, was like people said, you if you're tall, that would um, be, uh, I guess easier to become a cabin attendant. I mean, yeah. you have to be smart and <laughs> yeah, nice yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff but, as well. Yeah, but being, being automatically, tall. people kind of started telling me, oh, you should be a cabin attendant. So I growing up, I was growing up thinking, okay, I'm going to be a cabin attendant. I like traveling. Um, ah. And then I discovered that um, every time I get on a plane or bus or car, I get motion sickness so okay I thought okay I can't be a cabin attendant but maybe I can be a ground hostess and Mm. work in an airport so that was the thought Um, but when I met my husband um, he said um, you know you can do whatever you want in your life and um, (laughs) it kind of didn't occur to me I can do whatever I want until then Um, and that at that time I was like um, oh there are other options (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah but I I get what you mean Mm. yeah because you brought you were brought up with 
all these things people were saying and yep. they were true as well you know mm, yes. like huh mm. it didn't occur to you that actually you you still have all these values there mm. there are still parts of you um which makes you who you are but you can do it for other things yeah, yeah. Exactly. and it still makes sense yeah, yeah. um so He connected me to this tramping guy job, and then um, I really enjoyed it. And I kept doing um, tourism work, mm-hmm. um, and but um, I was introduced to a yoga practice when I was in New Zealand when I was working for uh, as a guide, and I got instantly hooked. And um, we actually. Moved to United States in um, was it two thousand and eight, and at that time mm. um, uh, I decided to pursue yoga instructing. Mm. So I took the training. Mm. Yeah, and it's so amazing that where where you are today. You know, mm. just thinking back. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Hagino, for sharing uh. your whole story with us today. Yeah, thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm really glad that. You know that that story is part of our reality. I I feel so just happy hearing mm. this the story of yours. You uh-huh. know, because it's uh, it seems like you found your why, even though you weren't sure what it was. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Mm, thank you. Yeah. That is the end of our episode of the Arenality today. I hope you learn a lot about Hagino, how she was passionate about culture and environment, and today she works as a yoga instructor and forest therapy guide. If anyone would like to contact me, feel free to email aizalarina at gmail dot com. You can also find me on my Instagram at arinaizal. Otherwise, I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. You've been listening to the Arinality on RFM. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.